Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Whoop, I'm not, oh yeah, this is on. Hello, welcome to worship. So glad that you are here. We are taking note of who are the hearty souls here at Good Shepherd, and you are all on the list. I have just a few announcements as we get started. First of all, uh, today we will be hearing the story of the baptism of Jesus, and as a part of our worship later on after the sermon, you will be invited to come down to the baptismal font to receive the sign of the cross as a reminder and remembrance of your own covenantal relationship with God. Today we will also be celebrating with our fourth graders as they receive their Bibles, and they will be attending a workshop becoming familiar with God's Word following our service today. It's a new year, ready for a new you as you continue your faith education through some of the classes we're having here at Good Shepherd. You'll notice a list of those in the Our Life with descriptions. They include a class on starting to do family devotions at home, a a new series of Financial Peace University, and we are offering scholarships with that class and also a class about justice. So please read about those, sign up through Realm or at Sign Up Central in the lobby. To help us get through the doldrums of January, next weekend we will have a Connections Cafe, so plan a few extra minutes in your worship time next week. Join us in Room 100. Also, you'll notice on January 25th, that's a Friday night, we are having a chili cook-off, and that is to help support the ministry at the Edge House in their mission trip coming up this summer, their pilgrimage, I should say, to Spain. Also, we do not have bulletins today at 9.30. Uh, Carlene from our office had a family emergency this week and needed to travel to Atlanta to be with her brothers and his family. It's the second week of the month, and very often on the second week, we pause in our worship and have an impact story, and that is true today. Today, Beth Townsend is here to give us an update on our ministry at Taft Elementary. A reminder that impact stories are a time for us to remember that as we share our gifts, both our gifts of time and talent, but also our gifts of financial resources, as we share those with this ministry, we are making an impact many lives in our community and in our church. Beth? Good morning. Over the past 10 years of our ministry at Taft Elementary, we have learned a lot about the lives of our students. With regard to literacy, many do not attend preschool and most do not have books available to them in their homes. Some students' parents may not be able to read themselves. In this era of standardized testing, it was clear that many of the TAFT students were not able to pass the third grade reading proficiency test. While the school has received grants to provide tutors to improve reading proficiency, such funding is not always consistent. As our relationship with Taft Elementary students deepened over the years, the question became, is there something we can do to help Taft students improve their reading and become better readers? Upon reflection, our gracious and loving God nudged several of us to inquire about just this. 
We listened, and now a growing number of volunteers from our congregation are listening to the needs of the school and helping children learn and love to read. How are we accomplishing this? Let me tell you three brief ways. With the support of Taft's principal, Dr. Brown, and the resource coordinator, Mrs. Cohn, we now have 15 volunteers who spend at least one hour each week tutoring students in the second grade class that we've adopted, as well as in both kindergarten classes. Sometimes we tutor, tutors wonder, are we really having an impact in helping students? Let me tell you about Jazeer. I met Jazeer as a second grade student about four years ago, which was the first year that I was a tutor. He was glumly reading a story out of his reading book, and it was clear to me that he could read the words, but he had no idea what they were telling him. I suggested he look at the illustrations on each page as he read. Once he started to do this, I saw the light above his head start to glow. Not only did he understand the words on the page, but he was reading with more enthusiasm. In addition, Taft Elementary was the only elementary school in the Cincinnati Public Schools to receive an A on its report card for the category Improving At-Risk K-3 through Readers. The overall score for the district was C. We think our efforts are contributing to this excellent achievement for the school. As a side benefit of tutoring, we are able to get to know the students better and develop relationships with them. The relationship and trust that is built week in and week out results not only in improved confidence and academic performance, but also in hugs and waves when we see these same students years later at school. Second, most students do not have access to books at home. This is a real shock for those of us who grew up with books all around us. Research shows that academically, children growing up in homes without books are on average three years behind children with lots of books, even when controlled for other key factors. One of the most successful ways to improve reading achievement is to increase their access to books, especially at home. However, 61% of low-income families do not have any age-appropriate books in their home for their children. Little free libraries play an essential role in providing 24-7 access to books in areas where books are scarce while also encouraging a love for reading. As you may know, a little free library is a take-a-book, return-a-book, free book exchange. Anyone may take a book or bring a book to share. Although the idea is to return a book, we recognize most students will not do that. So instead, we have asked them to share something they learned with someone about what they learned from the book that they took. Through the time, talent, and treasure of our own Dean Motts and John Van Osdall, they built two little free libraries for Taft Elementary. As you might have seen as you came in today, those little free libraries are absolutely adorable. The first was installed um, late in the fall and has only student-appropriate books. The second one is the one that's out here in the lobby. It will be installed late February, early March, and will actually be finished, painted and finished, by students at Taft. That one will be located by the playground and include both books for students and adults, since we see adults bringing their children to the playground, and we want to appeal to both audiences.
the efforts of Dean and John, along with your generous donations of 1,000 plus books, have allowed students to have access to books at home. Third, our own Kathy Schneerly suggested we help our adopted students create their own libraries by providing scholastic books for them. Avid readers like me remember poring over the scholastic book flyer that showed up every month. I always tried to figure out what I could do to get my parents to buy every book it, that was listed in the flyer. So we allow each of our 38 adopted students to choose a book of approximately $5 in value each month from the Scholastic Flyer. They enjoy looking at the options, making their selection, and receiving their books several weeks later. This is where you come in. We are asking the congregation to adopt a student for $40 for this school year so each one can choose eight books for their own library. Certainly, if you would like to donate less than $40, all donations will be accepted and will be used for this purpose. If you are interested, you can stop by the table in the tiled lobby and pick up an envelope. Uh, we accept cash or checks, and we will be accepting donations this weekend and next. Finally, and in closing, while these are just a few of Good Shepherd's activities at Taft Elementary, heartfelt thanks to you, Good Shepherd, and to God for blessing us with the opportunity to share a love of reading with underserved Taft students who now reside in our hearts. Thank you. Good morning on this beautiful January morning. Snowy. So our first reading is from Isaiah 43, 1 through 7. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will gather you and your children from east and from west. I will say to the north and south, bring my sons and daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. Here ends the reading. The second reading is from Acts 8, 14 through 17. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. 
Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Our holy gospel today comes from Luke, the third chapter. Everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon, and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. John answered their questions by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He's ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. So I think I may have told you this story already, but it is worth repeating, especially today. A couple of years ago, the church council put together a small team of people to do some uh, discovery and visioning about our ministry down on the UC campus. The team was made up of both uh, students that attend, attend activities at the Edge House regularly and members of Good Shepherd and Pastor Alice and myself. One of our very early meetings, we asked the students who were part of the team to share with us what impact the ministry of the Edge House had made on their lives. And one young woman said something quite extraordinary. She said, the Edge House is the place where I have learned that I am beloved. Every year in mid-January, we gather as a community to hear the story of Jesus being baptized. This story is the place where we learn that we are beloved. Our belovedness is echoed in that voice that came from an opened heaven that said to Jesus, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. We read this story every year because we need to be reminded who we are. To remember that when the baptismal waters washed over us, God's invisible love became visible and tangible in each of our lives. We need to hear again that the Holy Spirit is alive and has come to take up residence in our bodies and made a home in us. We need to be reminded that we are beloved. This week I read an article written by a woman named Janet Wolfe. The time she wrote it, she was the pastor at Hobson United Methodist Church in Nashville, Tennessee. And she describes Hobson as a very diverse congregation. She says the congregation is made up of people who have power and PhDs and folks who have never finished the third grade. The congregation is made up of people with two homes and those who live on the streets. 
She also shared one description of the congregation that was given by a person who struggles with mental health who said, the congregation is made up of those of us who are crazy and those who think they're not. <laughs> the article she wrote was really about a woman named Fayette. Fayette found her way to Hobson. She lived with mental illness and lupus and was homeless. She joined the new member class, which would culminate in her being baptized. And so as a part of the class, the pastor taught a session about baptism. And in that class, the pastor described baptism this way. It's this holy moment when we are named by God's grace with such power it can't come undone. We are named beloved, precious child of God, and beautiful to behold. Well, this description of baptism captured Fayette's imagination and her attention, and she kept trying, it seemed, to assimilate this new identity in her mind. And so the pastor described how very often in class, Fayette would ask again and again, and when I am baptized, I am, and the class learned to respond, beloved, precious child of God and beautiful to behold. Oh, yes, Fayette would say, and then the class could go on. Well, the day of Fayette's baptism came, and the class was there to witness it. Fayette went under the water and came up sputtering, and she cried out, And now I am! And the class sang together, Beloved, precious child of God, and beautiful to behold. Oh, yes, Fayette said as she danced around the fellowship hall. You know, shouting and dancing seem an appropriate response to the wonderful gift of baptism. It may be a stretch for Lutherans, <laughs> but to forever and always, to forever and always be known as beloved, precious child of God and beautiful to behold is reason to shout and dance. It's an identity that accompanies us through the great joys of life as well as the great sorrows. It's who we are as we recover from bad decisions we've made or when the world brings unjust cruelty. This identity is something initiated by God, so there's nothing we can do to screw it up. It's quite simply who God has made us to be a promise that is forever linked to the waters of baptism. Well, two months after Fayette was baptized, the pastor received a phone call. Fayette had been beaten and raped and was at the county hospital. The pastor writes, So I went. I could see her from a distance pacing back and forth. And when I got to the door, I heard, I am beloved. She turned and saw me and said, I am beloved, precious child of God. And catching sight of herself in the mirror, 
hair sticking up, blood and tears streaking her face, dress torn, dirty, and rebuttoned askew, she started again. I am beloved, precious child of God. And she looked in the mirror again and declared, and God is still working on me. If you come back tomorrow, I'll be so beautiful, I'll take your breath away. So I reflected on that powerful story. There's one thing I hoped Fayette would grasp about her, her baptism. And that is this, that even as she stood there in such a state of vulnerability and pain, even as the world had dealt her such an unfair blow, even then she was already so beautiful that she took God's breath away. She was already, God was already hopelessly in love with her and had claimed her and named her and given her an identity that no power on earth could take from her. She was quite simply beloved. In our Old Testament reading today, we hear similar words from God spoken by God through the prophet Isaiah, words that declare, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you because you are precious in my sight and honored and I love you. Words spoken to the children of Israel after they had been bloodied and beaten and in exile for several generations. And as they stood there in their vulnerability and pain, they were still so beautiful that they took God's breath away. They were loved and chosen and beloved. Here's how Pastor Janet Wolfe concludes her article. Fayette, beloved, precious child of God and beautiful to behold, haunts me, blesses me, goes with me into this season. She challenges me to ask what it means that like her and with her, I have been named by God's grace with such power that it won't come undone. As I remember the baptism of Jesus, how will I reckon with the fact that I, that we, have shared in those waters? That in the sacrament of baptism and as members of the body of Christ, we too are named as beloved children of God. How will we live in such a way that others will know themselves as named by God, beloved by God? especially those who have been given cause to think they are less than loved, less than children of the one who created them. Powerful words. Here's my hope. My hope is that 
In the coming days, we will be so immersed in the waters of our own baptism that we will see in their reflection clearly who we are. The ones loved so deeply that we take God's breath away. And then from that clarity of knowing who we are, that we would reflect to others their true name, beloved, precious child of God, and beautiful to behold. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.